Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Congratulations to Matthias on his baptism and to Tony and Mary. In preparing for today's homily, I began reading the epistle readings for this Sunday, and one verse really jumped out at me. And it comes from the sections of Romans where St. Paul is speaking about the marks of a true Christian. This section, verses 9 through 14 of chapter 12, immediately follow Paul's prescriptions for how Christians should act together in community. How each of us can contribute towards the community with their own gifts and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can work together for the glory of God and the service of the Lord. But after addressing this community life, St. Paul expands out to life, which may be beyond just that of the Christian community, and his life out also in the world. And Paul starts this expansion by saying, your love must be sincere. This genuine love is different from the agape love of God. It is the agape and hypocritos, which is the quality distinctive of believers of God, that the followers of God must love sincerely and without hypocrisy. It is a love that goes beyond speech. It is a love that goes beyond words. It is a love that goes into action. It is the love that allows us to overcome evil with good. It is a love that makes Christianity so radical because we do not love for our own benefit, but we love genuinely, even those who hate us. We bless and do not curse them. And this is a love that we should attempt to imitate from our baptism, a love that Matthias here should be attempting to imitate now. Because when we receive the Spirit we initially receive a spark. And we attempt to fan that spark into a flame with the help of the Spirit, so that, as St. Paul says, we can be fervent in the Spirit. That we can be aglow with a fire of divine love that has sprung from within us. And so here we come to this point in Romans of that verse that jumped out at me. It's verse 12, so that's Romans chapter 12, verse 12. That one should be pretty easy to remember. And it says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in trials. Persevere in prayer. And how does a true Christian look forward in hope? How does the true Christian be patient in trials or tribulation? It is through perseverance in prayer. This word, perseverance, is also sometimes translated from the Greek, proskartero, as being devoted to prayer, or being attentive to prayer, or my favorite, praying constantly. But why constant prayer? Because the one who prays constantly is the one who is connected to the kingdom of God. 
and is one who is in constant readiness for Christ's second coming. When we are connected to the kingdom, we see life through a different lens. The apostles and early disciples of Christ saw life through this different lens. And in fact, Scripture uses that same word of devotion or attention or constant prayer when it describes the behavior of the apostles and disciples upon their return to Jerusalem in Acts chapter 1 of their prayer in the upper room. So when we are connected to the kingdom in prayer, we see life through the different lens of St. Paul and the apostles. And it puts everything into context. Because the lens of St. Paul and the apostles is vertically oriented, meaning it is towards God. And it is eschatologically directed, meaning it understands that Jesus Christ has already won the victory. When we pray, we make present the kingdom that is won through Christ's resurrection, his great victory over death. Have you not noticed that almost every published liturgicon has this symbol stamped on it? It is ICXC Nika, which stands for Jesu Christu, Jesus Christ conquers. It's no coincidence that we place this symbol on liturgicons used for the celebration of the Eucharist. For when we pray and are united with Christ, we recognize this victory. But the verse continues, be patient in tribulation. I had a meeting this week with a financial advisor. He didn't have a whole lot to say that I didn't expect, but unsurprisingly, he expects the next two quarters to be filled with turbulent times, at least when it comes to the stock market. Who would have known that we live in such times of tribulation? But apparently with a pandemic illness, civil unrest, and major election, it makes for interesting times. And if you follow the news, and I'm not entirely sure how helpful that is. As Mark Twain said, if you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you read the news, you're misinformed. So I don't know. If you, if you follow the news and some of the international news, you may also have heard of some strange events out there in the world. There are swarms of locusts. There's flooding of epic proportions, and disputes between countries. All of this can make us feel anxious. But if it does, it should be a reminder to return to our constant prayer. To return to our prayer ropes, our Jesus prayer, and our daily rule of prayer. And to be expectant towards that second coming of Christ. We need to put everything into context and see life through the lens of the apostles because in Christ we have our hope and our salvation. All of us, of course, are in need of healing. But we do not heal 
by continuing down a path of sin. We heal by breaking away towards the kingdom of God. Therefore, seek first his kingdom. Be constant in prayer. Endure in hope. As the Gospel of St. Matthew says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. If we are praying, if we are loving with the agape and hypocritos, the sincere love of Christians and acting as true Christians, then today is enough for us. Glory to Jesus Christ.